You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After overcoming Dortmund and Leipzig, Rangers face another Bundesliga opponent in their quest to secure the Europa League title. And while Eintracht Frankfurt's domestic form was nothing to write home about, the Eagles have soared on the continental stage, knocking out Barcelona, Betis and West Ham, and will be looking to break Scottish hearts in Sevilla on Wednesday to end the season with hardware. Well, I'm joined by CBS Sports, our very own Jonathan Johnson, and first-time guest Stefan Bionkowski to break it all down. The Kigo Lasso UEFA Europa League final preview begins right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Kigo Lasso. Kigo Lasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kigo Lasso CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. It's the Europa League Final Frankfurt against Rangers history in the making. Jonathan Johnson, how are you, buddy? Yeah, doing very well, thanks. And yourself? I'm very good. Very excited uh, about this. It's a historic game, obviously, a Bundesliga and Scottish Premiership opponents facing each other, of course, in the Europa League final. And we have a great guest today, Transfer Marks, very own Stefan Bionkowski. How are you, buddy? I'm very well, guys. Absolute pleasure to be on the show for the first time. So thanks for having me. You know what, Stefan? I'm very excited because you're a Scot that covers German football. So you are perfect for today. Absolutely molded perfectly for this episode, right? If you say so, I'll do my very best to live up to that grand uh, opening. But uh, yeah, I mean, it can only go downhill from there, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Absolutely. Don't worry about it. Uh, you know, we don't hold, uh, JJ and I, you know, we, we, we make the bar really low. So don't worry about it. You, you, you'll absolutely, you'll be fine. But Jonathan Johnson, Stefan Bionkowski, uh, welcome everybody. Europa League final preview. It's an absolute cracker of a final possibly not expected by almost anybody, to be honest with you, as Rangers uh, look to make history because they've never won a European uh, trophy. They've come, they've become runners-up in the past, but Frankfurt has way, way back, though. So this is a massive, massive game. Jonathan Johnson, straight away, before we get into the matchups and, and, the, and you know, all, all the tidbits that we're going to go into when it comes to this final, what do you think about this specific final? Did you expect these two to make it all the way to the final game? No, absolutely not. And I, I don't think that many people probably would have put their money on both of the teams, you know, perhaps one of them getting, uh, you know, to the final, certainly when we were looking at the way that the quarterfinal matchups were were based. But, I, you know, I, I think Eintracht were probably, you know, arguably slight. Uh, slight, slightly less favoured than uh, the Rangers based on the, the the route that they would have had to take to the final because many people were expecting that Barcelona uh, you know, would go all the way and otherwise that you'd have somebody like a West Ham or a Leon. but it's Eintracht who have, who have come out on top. And then obviously, you know, to have Rangers in a, in, in a Europa League final, uh, majorly unexpected. I'm going to resist the urge to turn this into an Aston Villa podcast. But, you know, once Gerard left Rangers, I don't think, uh, you know, many people would have expected them to immediately go uh, to a, a Europa League final. But here they are, uh, you know, and it's, uh, you know, this it's, you know, it feels like a very traditional uh, Europa League final. I think that's one of the things that, that that I like about it. Like you were saying with Stefan earlier, he's he's perfectly, uh, you know, 
made to you know for this podcast you know it's the the moment of reckoning for him i guess uh and it's no it's you know um i i really i don't know what to expect from this final but also at the same time i'm really looking forward to it because it's so unexpected in terms of a matchup yeah i couldn't agree more to be perfectly honest with you the thing that really stands out to me is that these are two clubs that have been kind of bubbling under the surface in european football for the last couple of years Frankfurt, of course, did quite well a couple of seasons ago. Um, and this season, they've kind of, again, gone from match day to match day as the underdogs. Barcelona, uh, that tie was obviously the huge one, but they've done it in a number of games this season. I think they're also the only team that's still undefeated in the tie. And then, of course, there's Rangers as well, who, after Steven Gerrard took over, and along with Michael Beale, who the two of them built a very impressive team, um, and they kind of went from strength to strength in European football as well. It's, it's easy to forget just how down on the dumps Rangers were when Gerard took over. They were struggling domestically. They couldn't put together results in European football. Gerard was the one who really gave them this incredible steel and determination to you know, not go around dominating European ties, but they made themselves so incredibly hard to beat. Um, and, you know, I don't want to take too much credit away from Giovan Broncos because this entire season has been his project, but... I think he's been quite fortunate to kind of inherit some outstanding, uh, not only a team, but also just the infrastructure that Beale and Gerard built, which I'm sure JG will be chuffed to hear about as a Villa fan. But, you know, they, they, they really did build something quite impressive there. Um, and, you know, now that Rangers in the final, everyone will say, oh, well, fantastic. They've been so good this season. But in Scottish football, we've kind of been watching them slowly and surely kind of ride up the coefficients, to, to use that weird analogy. Um but yeah, so in a short, to, to, to kind of bring that back to home, I would say both these teams have been kind of riding under the radar uh, and they've now kind of got their moment in the spotlight. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's focus on Rangers first for a second, as both of you were talking. Obviously, it's no easy feat after obviously Gerard leaving. And by the way, sorry, Stefan, I'm also a lifelong Villa fan. So if you get any more <laughs> Villa tidbits throughout the episode, we apologize. We keep losing viewers every single week, but it's OK. We don't, we don't mind. <laughs> uh, but after Gerard left, uh, to your point and Michael B as well, you know, uh, the Dutch manager, uh, Giovan Brockhorst had a lot to do specifically because Celtic in with their own right, obviously they've won the Scottish Premiership, had to continue to fight. Let's just focus a little bit here, JJ, on Rangers uh, and their journey. Obviously, we talked about how they've done the good job of already beating some Bundesliga pedigree, Borussia Dortmund earlier on, of course, RB Leipzig, of course. So when you think about this final itself, do you think straight away, just, you know, right from the fact that the final is not going to be at Ibrox, because I really do believe that's the 12th man for them, how much is that going to impact them, the fact that they're traveling to Sevilla, JJ? How, how much uh, pressure, I guess, are you adding on this Rangers side to try and get the job done away from home? I don't know if I'd necessarily put any extra pressure on Rangers because it's the same for Eintracht. You know, both of these teams will travel in numbers, uh, you know, and make it an absolute festival of colour. Uh, you know, it's pretty well documented what Scottish uh, fans are like uh, on their travels after we saw at the Euros last summer. But also, I mean, you look at the scenes uh, that greeted some of Eintracht's games in the build-up, uh, you know, to this final. And I think I think the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. You know, it is it is a funny quirk that Rangers' route to this final has included so many, uh, you know, of the big German teams, you know, to, to come up against a Leipzig 
dump them out. That was very unexpected. Even you know as early as their clash against Dortmund, many people fancied Dortmund uh, in that one. Yet, uh, you know, I like the point that that Stefan made earlier when Van Bronckhorst came in. You know, when a when a manager inherits a team that's been so well oiled uh, and used to performing to such a level, it's very very. Um, you know, I wouldn't say necessarily likely, but the the possibility is extremely high that the team drops off a little bit. Van Bronckhorst, I mean, okay, uh, you know, they've he came in in a tough moment because he's having to fo- uh, you know follow in the footsteps of Gerard, but also at a moment where Celtic are starting to pick themselves up under Postecoglou, uh, you know. But uh, you know, he has managed to maintain that level of performance, particularly in Europe. Yes, uh, you know, they've lost the the Scottish title to Celtic this season, but I think many fans would have gladly traded that for the opportunity to win European silverware uh, in the Europa League final this season. And I think that's, you know, arguably one of the, the, the most impressive aspects of Rangers reaching this final. I think because of that, you're going to see, uh, you know, 90 minutes of, of, of absolute, uh, you know, passion, loyalty from the Rangers fans getting behind that team. Uh, and it's going to create a, a wonderful noise from, from both sets of fans. Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with that. Um, the really, I mean, the, the the really fascinating thing about this final is that even though it's a Europa League final, it's going to have the same scale as a Champions League final. Uh, you know, Rangers fans traveling abroad is well documented. They bring possibly hundreds of thousands to this game. Frankfurt in Germany, they're talking about how the club have had to, or the club's supporters have chartered nine flights, I think, so far to get the fans <laughs> over there. Um, you know, Spain is always a popular destination for German tourists to begin with. So I've been making a joke all season that Frankfurt fans will have need no, uh, you know, encouragement to get over there. So I, I do, I do fear for the city of Sevilla, not because you know Rangers fans or Frankfurt fans are ferocious or anything, but just the sheer scale of people that will be there. We're talking about Frankfurt showing up with what forty thousand, I think, for the Barcelona game. Uh, so it's wow. going to be absolutely nuts. But in terms of, um, you know, as you to go back to the question in terms of Rangers having that home advantage, it's it's a very similar thing to Frankfurt as well. Both teams have really relied on their home support for this game. Um, and I think both teams will also be hoping for a lot of support in the stadium on the day. But as we've seen at times with UEFA competition, sometimes the fans get pushed aside for some corporate seats. But I've no doubt that both fans will be making a huge amount of noise and, It'll be, it, it will, I mean, it quite literally is, but it will feel like a cup final with both ends of the stadium just blurting out noise and attention. So uh, I don't think we have to worry about either team kind of shrinking into this kind of wallflower pose uh, because I think they'll both be raring to go. Yeah, the energy is going to be fantastic. Let's uh, focus a little bit on Eintracht Frankfurt here, Stefan. Uh, obviously, Rangers, we know that they're one of two of the Goliaths of Scottish football, Celtic and Rangers, of course, uh, and the pedigree that they continue to, you know, not, not always dominate, but definitely one or two when it comes to domestic competition. Eintracht Frankfurt, for those that may not be as familiar with, they're, you know, they're not the Bayern Munichs of, of Germany. They're not even the Borussia Dortmunds or even Leverkusens. What have you expected, or I guess, what, what can we expect from them? What is their overall general history? Because when I look at the table, 11th in the Bundesliga is not necessarily a fantastic record but I look at their squad and there's so much talent I believe they have a tremendous scouting platform that does a lot to focus on who can fit their system talk to us a little bit about Eintracht Frankfurt themselves as they head into this final yeah I mean they're just one of many kind of sleeping giants in German football Um, obviously it's a nation of 
huge amount of people, about 80 million people, it's the biggest country in Europe, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and when you're in Germany, when you live in Germany, Frankfurt is one of the major hubs. It's a city uh, full of people and, and full of culture. And obviously, it's also the financial hub of the country itself. So it's always been this weird thing in German football that Frankfurt should be a bigger club than they are. Uh, they obviously do have a huge amount of prestige, especially going back to the 80s and 90s in terms of specifically European football. Um, but they have kind of tumbled around the leagues since then. Um, and most recently, this has been an issue because, you know, you have uh, you have this board to now in place and they are simply saying, look, this club should be bigger. We have one of the biggest fan supports in the league. We're in one of the wealthiest cities in the world. We really should be doing more here. Um, and I think that's kind of what we're seeing this season. The really interesting thing, of course, is that everyone will be looking at this game thinking, why is the team in 11th place in the Bundesliga in the Europa League final? Um, and the best way of describing that is simply the way of football they play. They have a new coach in Oliver Glasner who came in after a fantastic season last year uh, at our Bundesliga club. And he's just very well known for playing this kind of counter-attacking, pragmatic yeah. football. And I think the best way that that kind of works in the Europa League is very different from how it works in the Bundesliga. And I remember putting together a piece for this uh, after the Barcelona tie. And the thing that really stood out to me was over the course of the two Barcelona games, I think Frankfurt averaged, averaged about 12 counterattacks per game. But in the week, in the, in the Bundesliga match prior to the first tie against Greuther Fürth, they'd only been afforded two for the whole, whole 90 minutes. So you have a Frankfurt team who... They're hell-bent on counter-attacking, but the problem is in the Bundesliga, where they're still considered one of the biggest clubs, a lot of teams are quite happy to sit back. Uh, but in the Europa League against Betis, against Barcelona, against West Ham, they're against these teams who historically or culturally would consider themselves to be bigger than Frankfurt. They're quite happy to throw everything they have at them. And Frankfurt are more than happy to sit back, pick them off. And that's why they've been so successful in the Europa League this season. Whereas in the Bundesliga, they've been... Uh, yeah, pretty meh, to be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I think as well, um, you know, from the, the, the Eintracht point of view, uh, you know, that style of football is, I guess, more uh, familiar to a lot of Bundesliga teams. So it's easier to set yourself up against it than it is for teams in Europe who, you know, come from different leagues and play different styles of football. Uh, you know, perhaps not the best news for, for Frankfurt that Rangers seem, uh, you know, particularly well suited to coming up against that style. Uh, you know, but also, I mean, you look at the way that, that Wolfsburg have struggled since uh, Glasner left. You know, obviously he has, uh, you know, the, this aura, this, uh, you know, the, this this ability to motivate his players, but organize them well uh, as well. Uh, I mean, personally, I'm I'm really happy to that the Eintracht have made it this far, and it's I, I have like a funny memory from when I was at school. You know, when uh, you do the, the the exchange students, like a friend of <laughs> mine did, my friend of mine did a, an exchange with a with a German student. So when he came to uh, our Birmingham suburb, uh, the guy's name was Marcel. Uh, you know, he sort of passed on this uh, this passion to to my childhood friend for Eintracht and. They weren't particularly good at that moment. In fact, I think they were even in the Bundesliga Zwei. I've got a feeling they had Medi Mardavikia around about that time. Uh, anyway, ever since then, ever since getting to know him, I've kind of kept an eye on Eintracht's like progress, uh, mainly been in the Bundesliga, uh, you know, the last few years. But, you know, to see them get themselves to this stage uh, in Europe, and it's not just a one-off either, like uh, Stefan was saying earlier, you know, they had a very good run uh, a couple of years ago. And, you know, I think as well, you know, when you get to that stage in the season where 
domestic results are starting to drop off a little bit. European results are still going strong. And you see that opportunity, you know, to potentially break through the final few hurdles uh, and get to a European final. I think there's, it's only natural, uh, you know, that there is, you know, a larger amount of focus placed on that potential European final as well. Yeah, I love that story, by the way. Did Marcel go back to Germany with a Brummie accent? Did he come back to Germany and just like, <laughs> you right there? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if he picked up that many, that much in terms of useful vocabulary in, uh, in Birmingham. He certainly didn't develop a passion for Villa, despite the fact that we had Hitzelsberger around that yeah, time. Yeah, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> the hammer is enough to get everybody excited. All right, well... We're going to take a break, everybody. When we come back, we'll do key matchups because there is a lot of individual talent on both sides, of course, and predictions uh, from our Europa League final. Jonathan Johnson, Stefan Bionkowski, LME will be right back as part of our Kigo Lasso Europa League final preview. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, You transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back, everybody. Europa League final preview. Que golazo on Wednesday. Antrek Frankfurt against Rangers. Fantastic stuff. All right, let's talk about the key matchups, uh, boys. Uh, so much talent, as I mentioned. I'm a big fan of Santo Jorge. Stefan, of course, uh, the South American, Colombian, especially that goal that he scored, that banger. And then he uh, dedicated it to uh, Freddy Rincon. It was amazing as well. But uh, I want I want Kamada, by the way, for Villa. Let's see what happens there. Uh, but let's talk about these individual matchups. When you're looking at both sides, because from a Rangers perspective, specifically the lineup that they play, you know, they're not necessarily counter, but they are very, very fast on that break, as well as Eintracht. Where are you expecting the individual matchups? What are you looking forward to, I guess, when these two face each other? Yeah, I think you can't possibly look past the... Uh the Costage and the Tavernier lineup, uh, lineup, best expression, the, the, the show mark, the match down, whatever you want to call it. Uh, on the one side, you have James Tavernier, who's the right wing back for Rangers. He's the top goal scorer, believe it or not. Part of, that's also, part of that's to do with the fact that he also takes the penalties. He takes the free kicks. He's very good at free kicks as well. But he's also just this absolute gung-ho right back. You know, we're talking like Roberto Carlos for Brazil kind of throwback here. Um, mm. And he's had a tremendous journey at Rangers. He came 
he's not a huge amount of fanfare. He was known as a very average championship player, but he's come on leaps and bounds at Rangers. He's now the club captain. Um, and yeah, he's, he's just become a talisman, which just seems so bizarre right back. But then on the other side, you have Philip Kostic, who is the left winger for Frankfurt. He is their playmaker. He even scores goals when he can. He does his best to try and tuck those corners into the back post whenever he can. Uh, he will be the danger man for Frankfurt. So, you know, if I'm looking at this Frankfurt team and I'm thinking how Glasner's going to try and break down Rangers, I think he's probably going to say, Kostic, you're going to have to get in behind Tavernier. I know I think Rangers will probably play a back three to try and deal with that, but it will still lead to a lot of space behind Tavernier. Tavernier, as good as he is going forward, he's always kind of had this uh, criticism, often unfairly labelled at him from rival fans, that as good as he is going forward, he's not perhaps as good defensively. Um, and I think that's where a lot of the Rangers fans will be hoping that he can keep Kostic quiet. Whether he can, I'm not entirely sure, because I think Kostic on his day is one of the best kind of wingers in the Bundesliga, especially due, especially due to the fact that he usually doesn't even have to beat his man. He's just so good at crossing the ball. So uh, I think that's where most of the action will take place on the, on the day. And whoever wins that kind of showdown will probably do a huge amount to help their team win the tie. I think as well, when you're talking about Tavernier, it's, it's very difficult to find any sort of fullback or wingback, you know, who actually is able to strike that balance between defense and attack uh, that well these days. You know, most of them are either sort of attack minded uh, players, either on the left or right side, who are, are pushed back sort of out of necessity, uh, you know, or they're perhaps more central-based uh, players who are pushed out there to give the team a bit more solidity. There's, I, I feel like it's a dying art, you know, the the art of a, a you know, a wing-back who's able to yeah. to balance both or, or a full-back who's able to, you know, offer a bit of solidity but still put a good cross in. I mean, for me, I think the the... I'm curious to see how Ein, how stable Eintracht uh, can be defensively. They they lost Hinteregger, which is a massive, massive blow for them. Uh, and I think there was an injury scare as well for Evan and Dicker, whose development uh, with Frankfurt has really, really impressed me over the last couple of years because I, he was quite unheralded when he was brought in from uh, from Auxerre. A, a bit similar in a way to, to the way that Sebastian Haller left Auxerre uh, and then has exploded elsewhere since, you know, that it is a fantastic youth academy and develops some phenomenal talents. And, you know, these guys are just two of them, uh, you know, lighting it up on the European stage at the moment. But I feel like that defensive solidity, despite the fact Rangers have some attacking headaches of their own in terms of the injuries, guys like Morelos uh, and Roof. Uh, you know, I do think that, you know, Frankfurt will need to be able to, to to keep Rangers out and, you know, how they set themselves up defensively. And I'm sure Stefan will have more insight into how they'll do that than me. Uh, you know, I think that that could be crucial in uh, deciding the game. Yeah. Aaron yeah. Ramsey, by the way, in and out of injury throughout the season, he didn't play in both legs in the Leipzig game. He hopefully will be available for this one. So that's another notion of help for Rangers. Here's a USMNT related question, obviously, que Olaso CBS Sports. Uh, US-based platform. James Sands, uh, does he have any chance here? JJ, you think of playing the final? What, why has he struggled so much for playing time? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, obviously a lot was expected of him uh, after moving to Scotland from uh, NYCFC. Uh, you know, I, I think there's always going to be an adaptation period, despite the fact that he's obviously moving from one English speaking league to another, but culturally like the, the styles of football are very, very different. Uh, obviously there'll be a big temptation for a lot of people to say, well, it's just another a sign that, you know, major league soccer is perhaps not at the same level as, uh, you know, even some of like the, 
the European leagues outside of the traditionally recognized top five. But I don't think it's necessarily that. I think it's that it takes time to to adapt to a new team. It doesn't help when there's a managerial change so soon after arriving as well. So for me, I think it's one of those moves that, you know, you might see the best of him uh, in the second season. But obviously, uh, you know, Stefan will have seen a lot more of him and, and Rangers on a weekly basis than uh, me since his arrival. Yeah, I think the only thing I'd really add to that was a great great answer to the question is that one of the few things that was kind of leveled to Steven Gerrard when he was at Rangers was that he just didn't do enough to bring through youth players. His teams were extremely reliant on experienced players, players that were signed to get the job done mm. that season. You know, he's obviously that a very sounds, ambitious... Sounds, pr- sounds pretty familiar for Villa fans yeah. right now. Oh, well, yeah, there <laughs> we go. Uh, what, what a surprise. Um, Stringing but, the I mean, echoes there, yeah. <laughs> it obviously did them remarkably well because they won the first league title in God knows how long. Uh, and as we kind of talked about at the start of the show there, how the progress had made in Europe. But it became quite clear that the kind of um, consequence of that was that Gerard didn't really have the time. I, I, I wouldn't say he didn't have the inclination. Or he wasn't bothered. Of course, he, he he cared, but he just didn't have the time to to blood young players through. And I think that's probably another consequence of what's happening at the club as well. Not only is Van Bronckhorst taken on a very impressive team that are already at the height of their powers, but he's also realised, I can't shake the boat too much. I can't bring in young players because as soon as this team starts to break down, as soon as I start to change things too much and, you know, the form starts to waver, there'll be question marks asked to me. So I would say Rangers are probably one of the toughest teams for a young player to actually break into at the minute. Um, to kind of go back to what we are talking about earlier in terms of the, the kind of lineups and the key points of the pitch, yeah. Kamar Roof's a good example of this. Uh, you know, he's came into this team at Rangers, proven player from down south. Whether he starts or not will be huge for Rangers. And the reason I bring that up is because in the previous tie in the RB Leipzig match, uh, he was injured. Rangers brought in Scott Wright. He's a young Scottish player they picked up from Aberdeen. And he hasn't had as much game time as well. So he looked very raw. He looked like he didn't really know what he was doing. Uh, it really took away an edge to that Rangers attack, even though they went on to win the tie. Um, so yeah, it's. It, I think Kamar Roof would be a huge miss if Rangers doesn't if he doesn't fa- uh, play for Rangers. But on the whole, it's a difficult team for young players to step into. Yeah, good stuff there. Uh, Kamar Roof, by the way, friend of the show. Uh, he was on this show as well, talking about it way back as well. All right, well, it's prediction time, everybody. Yes, we've come to that point. Rangers, of course, as I mentioned, they do so well domestically, but this is historic for them because from a European perspective, they won the European. Uh, Cup, uh, European Cup, Winners' Cup in 1971-72, but they were runners-up in the UEFA Cup in 2007-2008. That was to some Senate, I believe. Uh, They lost that one, so, you know, they've never won this competition. It's a big one for them, and JJ brought up a really good point a few weeks ago about how this is monumental, really, for Scottish football as well, on how good both Celtic and Rangers are looking in the European uh, you know, uh, picture, I guess. All right, so Let's talk about this because Eintracht Frankfurt have done this before, but it was a while ago. Prediction time. Stefan, I'm going to go to you first. What do you expect in Sevilla, my friend? Okay, so I know I'm supposed to be here waving the Bundesliga flag and saying Frankfurt will romp to this fantastic victory, but I actually have some major concerns and I'll explain why. To to, To date, Frankfurt have managed to go overcome these teams. As I said earlier in the show, because these teams have showed up, said, we're the favourites, we're going to dominate this match, we're going to beat you, Frankfurt. And Frankfurt have been happy to sit back, counter-attack, and pick them off. Rangers are the first team they've really had to play in Europe this season who are probably even more of an underdogs than them, at least in the modern 
equivalent of the game. I guess Rangers maybe have a bigger history, but uh, especially amongst US audience. But I think going into this team, Rangers are the going into this game, Rangers are underdogs, and they're also a defensive counter-attacking team. So I think the onus will be on Frankfurt to be the attacking side. That won't suit them. Uh, and I think as we've seen in previous rounds against Dortmund, Leipzig, I actually think Rangers will pick them off. And at this moment in time, I'm not sure I'd go so far as to say they're favourites, but I think they'll end up winning the match. A very tight match, a very low-scoring match as well, I think, perhaps. But I think Rangers will be the ones who lift the cup in the end. In 90 minutes, Stefan, or do you think it'll go to extra time? Oh, good question. Uh, yeah, let's say <laughs> extra time. Let's Let's have some fun. Let's say extra time. All righty. All right. Rangers, a tight victory in extra time. Jonathan Johnson, what do you think? Uh, that's really interesting because I also have it pegged going to extra time, but I think that it will ultimately be Eintracht to come out on top. I'm tempted by a 2-1. Uh, and it's interesting to hear the way that Stefan thinks the game will unfold because it wouldn't surprise me if it was Rangers, uh, you know, who get on the front foot at some point in the match, Eintracht managed to haul themselves back into it. And then it's that momentum that carries them uh, on. I mean, I, I kind of get the feeling that it, it's one of those weird games where for either team, it would be kind of a nightmare scenario to take an early lead because then it suddenly puts them in the driving seat for the remainder of the game. And it sounds like both of them are teams that will fare better, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, reacting to, to one another, certainly based on what we've seen recently. So, yeah, for me, I, I think I'm going to go for a 2-1 Eintracht win, but after extra time. Oh, wow. Okay, well, i got to be the breaker then. One has Eintracht Frankfurt, the other one has Rangers. Come on, i got to go with... All right, okay. you're going to penalties for that one. You're going to penalties. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm saying you have to go to penalties just to separate it. I will go to penalties, <laughs> and I'm going to penalties. Oh, I'm going to give this to Rangers. I just, I, 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 the romantic in me wants to give it to Rangers, but we'll see what happens. But fantastic stuff, the Europa League preview, which uh, final, which, by the way, you can watch on Wednesday on Paramount Plus and CBS Sports, and of course, we'll have a recap right after the game as well. Well, for the sake of a professional perspective, I really hope it doesn't go to penalties. I want to finish early on that day, but we will <laughs> see. But Stefan Bianchowski, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, guys, I had a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, enjoy, the, enjoy the game. Absolutely. Make sure to follow Stefan on Twitter. And Stefan, I'm just looking over at your handle because obviously... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, as Biankowski right there, of course. Make sure to follow him on Twitter and all the content for Transfer Market as well, covering the Bundesliga for Telegraph and many more outlets as well. Jonathan Johnson, John underscore Legossip. Always a pleasure, JJ. We only talked about Villa a little bit. It was pretty good. Yeah, likewise. Always a pleasure uh, being with you, LME, and uh, great to link up with Stefan after after what's been quite a while. Uh, you know what? I Really could have gone into much more detail about Villa, but you know why? Why bother? They, they kind of put me in a a bit of a bad mood over the weekend. We'll see if that changes on Thursday. Obviously, we're into the final week of the Premier League, so we've got two games to look forward to. Not particularly uh, optimistic about either, but uh, we'll save that for another episode later this week. We, we will, and I'm sure uh, once again when me and you just get on it, we'll we'll keep talking. But I'm looking forward to the summer. That's what I'm expecting to do, and we got continue for 20 million, so I'm not even complaining. All right, the Europa League final preview has been fantastic that Stefan Biankowski, Jonathan Johnson, Ella, me, like I said, make sure to watch the final on CBS Sports and Paramount Plus. Have a fantastic rest of your week. Kegolasso pod on Twitter, youtube.com forward slash Kegolasso, CBS Sports and your CBS Sports app. We will see you next time. Enjoy this final and the many more to come. Till then.